103. It's the best bits of Manchester's best breakfast show all stuck together in MP3 sellotape. Love Mike and Chelsea. Love the Toulon cast. Good morning, both of you. Chelsea, you look adorable. Mike, what's the deal with the thumb? <laughs> Please don't mention the thumb. Oh, do you I know? I thought we'd forgotten about it. I was chopping parsley last night in the nude just when I thought you couldn't get any more manly. <laughs> <laughs> I was making some tuna steaks last night, incidentally on a panini maker. You know, not a panini maker, a panini like a heater. Foreman. Like a George Parsley Foreman. and tuna. Parsley and tuna. Oh, I don't think that goes very well. What, what do you know about things, Connery? Par- Parsley's quite a, a flavourless herb. Next time, maybe try something slightly more controversial. I'm not a big fan of the parsley sauce, actually. Listen, never mind the blooming parsley sauce. Can we just go back to the fact that I'm close to death? I'm sorry. I was going to say you're looking really pale. I I say really pale, just a a, a tone lighter than normal. (laughs) We're on a medium to dark. I I haven't applied the Ron Seal for the last couple of weeks. Uh, And and I've I've cut into my thumb. And do you want to see it? Do you want me to take the plastic? No, don't take it off. Took us 25 minutes. I know. And I, I was desperately searching around. Can you believe this company... I went to the first aid box, uh, trying to hold back the tears, um, and there were no plasters in I the first aid box. I also was trying to hold back the tears, but for a different reason. Uh, thank you, Chelsea. Uh, the, uh, the producer of the show, Trevor, took a picture of me going through the first aid box, looking very sad. I was looking a bit like Muppet, uh, like one of the Muppets. You know, Actually, Beaker. somebody else has said, uh, Julie Gaffey said, you look more like Gary Neville, which uh, is funny. Mike, there's only one thing that we can do in this situation. You're obviously in a lot of pain. I don't think it's getting any better. Let's bandage need- your face up. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. And Gino DeCampo's on the Woo! phone! Gino, how are you, buddy? I'm very well, guys. Very well. Where is Chelsea? I'm here. Chelsea's I'm here. here. Chelsea's here. Ah, ciao, Bella. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good, Howie. I'm a bit upset that you're not here in person, so I can touch know, your face. I know. I know. Su- I was supposed to be there, but what's happened yesterday, I had a very late cookery demonstration to do in London, and uh, we decided to go uh, early in the morning. But you know what? I, I will be there. Whenever, whenever I have the chance to be in Manchester, I always think about you guys because you are the best. Well, you, you, you're coming here, of course, next December for the big day, Gina. Remember the deal? Oh, oh, yes. Where is my invite for your wedding? Well, you don't get one because you're working it. You're, you're, <laughs> oh, in, the, you're oh. in the kitchen. At least on dessert juicy, you promise. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I promise you that I will cook something on your wedding and I will keep my promise, even oh. if I do the dessert and the coffee. The dessert is fine. That's fine. And you, listen, you're more than welcome. So, listen, how's life? You're incredibly busy. You've got this... Be, it's been very busy, yeah. Thank you. It's been very busy. The new book is finally out. Yeah, it's called Italian Home Baking. I've seen this advertising. Yes, Italian home baking. Everything you want to do, everything you want to know about what we bake in Italy, the biscuits, the cakes, the pizzas, pasta bake, everything is in the I book. I like the and olive bread. Oh, the olive bread oh. is my favourite. With one with rosemary, extra yes. virgin olive oil, is just great. It looks beautiful. I'm, I'm yet to make it because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very good with um, the whole kneading type thing. But no, I'm I think you're fairly go. needy, though, aren't you? <laughs> um. I, I tell you, Chelsea, a lot of people are very scared about baking because they think that it's difficult. Uh, you, you know, if you try the recipe on the book, you will find them very, very easy. You just have to make sure that your kitchen is warm. Right, okay. For because then it's going to help the dough to rise. And then everything is going to be absolutely fine, I promise you. Do you know what I'm looking for, Gino? I'm looking for um, new uh, creative things to cook for the kids. Um, so I don't know. Is there anything about in Italian home baking or anything? Oh, because yes. I'm, oh, I'm, yes. I'm There's a lot of biscuits. Yeah. There's my favourite biscuit, which is called uh, a cantuccini. 
Oh, a cantuccini, that even sounds nice already, doesn't it? Yeah, cantuccini with almond inside and the pistachios. And then there is the little amaretti biscuit, which is great for the kids because they're nice and soft and sweet. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you can do with the kids in there. You know, and baking is great to do with the kids because you can get them involved. They can start to knead the dough and put whatever they want, pieces of chocolate. It's, 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 a, it's a cool thing to do with kids. Yeah, okay. Um, o- over the summertime, then, you were really busy. You were on that show with um, with Melanie Sykes, weren't you? What was it called? Gino and Mel? Yeah, Lunch, 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 Lunch with Gino and Mel, yes. I felt a bit jealous watching it. I did watch it. I watched you do all your tasks, like with the tomato ketchup and the chopping. Oh, yeah. But, you know, mm. just seeing you with another woman like that, it was difficult. <laughs> well, you know, you know, she, Mel, she's, an, she's a great girl, and, and we had a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm sure we will do it again because they gave me some dates that they wanted to do it again. Chelsea, you're always welcome to come there and spend the day with me. Oh, you know that I have a soft thing for you and it will always be a pleasure. <laughs> you have a soft thing for Chelsea. Many men do, they find. No, I didn't mean that. Mike, you stay in Manchester. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're still doing bits on this morning. I've not seen it for a couple of weeks, but you're still popping up on this morning all the time. Oh, yeah, still popping up on this morning every year. Usually it's on Tuesday. And uh, uh, still doing a bit of Italian food there. And, you know, and the so series does no taste like oh, home. No taste like home. Was, some of it was filmed in Manchester, wasn't That's it? Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I think probably half of the series was uh, filmed in Manchester. I because, was you know. crying at half the stories. You know, when it goes back to, like, the family and then they start crying. And I was uh, in the lounge crying my eyes out. Really? Yeah. It was really emotional. Oh, well, I find it very, because that is a very different side of Gino, uh, uh, watching a show like that, because usually I'm a, a little bit more cheerful. And I remember when I was listening to some of these stories, it was it was really deep. It's, it's a different way of doing a cookery show, and I really enjoyed that. It was, it was different. Series. I was watching it, you know, and you, like, watch it, and it pans around the restaurant. You're trying to spot which restaurant it was, and I'm going, that's... Piccolino's in Didsbury, I'm sure yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. And oh, yes, we filmed quite a few at Piccolino there, which is... Uh, they, they, they Actually, they still have the recipe that I cook, so oh, uh, wow. a good place, yeah, good I, place. I was, I was doing a bit of a shop, actually, the other day with the kids in Morrison, right, Gino, and there's the, you've got now a range of kitchen equipment as well in yes! Morrison's, haven't you? <laughs> you, are, you yes, 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 yes. You're like some Bond villain. You're just intent on world <laughs> domination. You've got well, tentacles Mike, I tell you, I've been working so hard with the, uh, the range of uh, cooking equipment, and I wanted to say thank you very much to everybody at Morrison because they they displayed very, very beautifully in their stores, and it's selling really well. So if you go and very, very uh, not expensive at all, like pots so you and can go there. casserole dishes and things like that, is it? Yes, the little I got the little casserole dish where you can make uh, mini shepherd's pie or mini souffle. Or, uh, you know, whatever mini you want to make, you can do in those dishes. And uh, uh, really, really happy about the, the range of Morrison. So thank you, everybody at Morrison. And okay. thank you. Okay. Um, I'm a Celebrity is back on a course on uh, on Sunday night, isn't it? Um, yes. Have you yes. have you heard? Have you heard? We all seem to sort of chat to you just as it's starting, don't we? For some reason, um, every, yeah, it's actually quite funny because every time I, lo- I launch a book, is I'm a celebrity going on. I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you're going to get on every show going. Because you're the king of the jungle. I don't know why. I don't know why, guys. <laughs> so have you, have you heard the lineup? Uh, to be honest with you, no. No, right, let's, go no. over, let's go over the lineup with Gino. Okay, Who we got on so there, you've then? got okay. Mark Wright from The Only Way is Essex. The Only Way is okay. Essex. Yeah. Okay. You've got Freddie Starr, the ex-comedian. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I think probably still a comedian. Still a comedian, yeah. 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 Uh, you've got Anthony Cotton from Coronation Street. I want him to Oh, win. yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anthony's lovely. I yes. like him, yeah. Uh, you've got Jessica the girl from... Um, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I'm trying to think. What's she Jessica got? the girl from The Hustle on BBC Three. Yeah, yeah, she's hot. Oh, yeah. She's nice. Yeah, she's really good looking. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, okay, good. More. <laughs> and quite a few more. Mike, Mike. Oh, yes. Fatima oh. Whitbread. Oh, do you know, do you know who... Olympic Fat javelin thrower. thrower. Do you know who Fatima Whitbread is, Gino? Uh, no. No, okay, that's fine. We'll move on from that because <laughs> Chelsea, Mike looks like Chelsea and Matt are convinced that the two of us are doppelgangers, okay. despite the fact she's a 50-year-old black javelin thrower. <laughs> and they think no, no, sorry, guys. I, I don't know who's... No, I no. don't know who is. Listen, we'll, we'll move on from Later it. Later on, when you've got two minutes, just Google Fatima Whitbread. No, think of Mike in your head and you'll wet your pants like <laughs> I think Gina... Okay, so what is he? Uh, Fatima Whitbread. Fatman Whitbread. Not Fatman Whitbread. Fatima Whitbread. Fatima Whitbread. Fatman Whitbread is what I used to be. Uh, so listen, you, you are actually in Manchester tomorrow though, because you're coming up to the uh, to Selfridges to do a book signing. I remember the last time you were there, uh, I, I, I was there with you, and you just couldn't move for people for hours oh, no, It was great. It yeah. was great. I'm going to be at the uh, Transport Centre, the uh, Selfridges, between uh, uh, 1 and 3pm. Uh, a book signing, uh, you know, so if everybody's around and wants to come there having the book sign or just have a picture, that's absolutely great. I actually met you there with your beautiful, beautiful fiance. Yeah, you did, you did. And actually, how did you manage that? I That's what know. I wanted to know. I'm punching above my weight with this one. <laughs> I really don't know how did you manage that. Well, no, I did. I introduced uh, Gemma, my my fiance, to to Gino, and he said, "You're so beautiful. I promise, I'm going to do the cooking at your wedding." And you've if never you... let him forget and it. And I've never let him forget it. <laughs> We'd only, that, was, that was only about our second date. Uh, yeah, no, that's why we did see you there, and it was it was absolutely ram. The people of Manchester uh, do seem very very keen on you. you. You were treated like you were, you were take that there. Everywhere you went, there were queues of people waiting to chat to you. So tomorrow, you're at Selfridges at the Trafford Centre. You're doing the signing of Italian home bacon. What time are you there again, Gino? I'm going to be there between one and three. Between one and three. There's a lot going on. You know, Santa arrives at the Trafford Centre today, doesn't he, Charles? He does, you're yeah. Half four tonight. Oh, great. Great, because today, Santa hasn't bought me anything in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm all going to have a today. chat with him. Hey, listen, very quickly, all the family okay? All the kids okay? The family are absolutely great. The boys are growing really, really fast. Uh, uh, my wife, she's just my wife, fantastically. She lo I love her to be. Yeah, yeah. And Chelsea, how is the marriage going? Oh, it's very well, thank you. Yeah, we, we're got married in July and it's we're still together so that's yeah, that's a bonus. Oh, very good. So I've oh, lost, very good. I, I lost the office sweepstake on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gina, we're going to let you go, man. It's been lovely chatting to you. Uh, Guys, you are fantastical. All right, man. Listen, so good good luck to you. Good luck with Italian home baking. Gino De Campo will be at Selfridges at the Traffic Centre doing a signing tomorrow. This has been Gino. Mike and Uh, last night, I was watching the television. And the electrical television? Yes, amazing thing. Can I shock you? I like it. <laughs> and um, an advert came on. Now, I'm not ageist by any stretch of the imagination. Racist? I work with you. You are, you are racist. <laughs> uh, and, um, but an advert came on for something which I just thought, no, this is wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. What was it? Bruce Forsyth has released an album. Has he? Called These Are My Favourites. Yes. And there's a little clip of it, and it's like, he's singing his favourite songs from over the years. Now, he's 83, and very good for his age, he is too. Uh, is it just me? I just think it's wrong. Why is it, why is it wrong, though? Because it doesn't sound good. 
But he's 83. <laughs> he's singing his heart out. He's a knight of the realm. Who, this could be his last at, ever like, CD nanas appearance. It Christmas. must be um, na- old people's nanas. Yeah. He's uh, beloved, isn't he? Sir Bruce, look at him on Strictly. He's not read an auto cue correctly for about 10 years and he's still loved. <laughs> There's something about Bruce, uh, Bruce um, Hornsby, oh, uh, sorry, yeah. uh, Willis, uh, that, that, that he doesn't really have an enormous discernible talent anymore, but he's just a, he's a, he's a, a an national institution. institution, isn't it? Or he should be in an institution. Well, it's just the advert. It just looks really cheesy. Right, I'm going to search you, it out on you YouTube. I saw it last night. I have put a picture of the front cover on our Facebook page and... That says it all. Did he used to be um, a pop star in the in the day? I think he has dabbled in a bit of singing. I think it's been three decades since he released an album. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be worth waiting for, isn't it? I would it? rather listen to him than Frankie Cozy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that, true. That's fairly true. But then after that, he pops up on the Morrison's advert. <gasps> Does he? All over the telly he is. He's taken over the world, isn't I he? Know. There's nothing wrong with it. Is uh, he, um, are people calling him the new John Barrowman? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, they don't fall into quite the Who same... Who do you prefer? Oh, Jan Culpin on Facebook's put my six-year-old daughter's ask for it for Christmas. No, really? <laughs> Maybe it's not Nana's. No, do you know what? I'm, I want to. I want to hear some of these tracks. Right. Get hang the expense. <laughs> <laughs> feeling a bit um, Christmassy today. Are you? Yeah, do you know, I woke up this morning freezing cold, didn't allow enough time, journey time to de-ice, of course. Caught you by Chelsea, surprise. Chelsea prepared last night. She actually had, um, she, well, tell everyone what you put <laughs> on your car last I'd night. I nipped out to my mum's last night at seven and I realised it was going to freeze over because it had started to, so the only thing I could find that I didn't You didn't mind. put your dog on your windscreen, <laughs> yeah. did you? She actually laid <laughs> Poppy flat across <laughs> her rear windscreen. She wouldn't take that much room. Uh, a shower curtain, an old shower curtain. But Matt came out, he said, what the hell have you done to your car? I'm ashamed to live here. I would be. It's like parked on the drive with all these like big flowers on it and everything. But it worked. Yeah. D- it did work, it? it off it? this morning, it was fine. Whereas I, uh, not being the most prepared individual um, that anyone's ever met, actually completely didn't know anything about the frost. Woke up this morning, actually a bit late, <laughs> in all honesty. Didn't need that. Didn't need that. Gemma had been out watching Britney Spears last night, so typical. came in late. Typical, unbelievable girl. You know, Britney Spears. <laughs> Apparently Britney Spears was very good as was well. She? Very regular, you know? uh, Where's so, your muffer bought you? I beg your pardon. <laughs> what? I bought him a muff last year. Got a Britney muff. It was um, it was a, a de-icer a on a that. glove. So you had your, your hand in your glove, de-icing, because your hand always gets cold with one of them rubbish Oh, spikes. my God. Hold on, let me get on the phone to Theo Pafitis. <laughs> Sorry, been done. Oh, right. <laughs> I bought you that. You did used. buy me a muff glove, <laughs> um, but I, I couldn't locate it in time. Uh, so I had well, to... For another one. I just had to make use of the Blockbuster uh, video card. Oh. Um, and let me ask another question. When is Satsuma's going to be back in season? Oh, yeah. You can't beat the sniff of a satsuma, can I got you? into lots of trouble this morning. Why? Because uh, I did a weekly shop on a Friday. Helen looked inside the fridge this morning. She said, what are these? Yeah. She said, I ordered clementines. <laughs> I said, what, what do you mean? <laughs> but you, you said you asked for big ones. I got a full-size oranges. And so as a result, she's not speaking to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's an understandable uh, dent in anyone's It really mode, is. A, isn't it? You know, the, the, the kids of... dying of poverty in the world and uh, we have arguments about oranges. <laughs> what are these? I asked for clementines. Good morning. I'm Mike. This is Giggly. Hi. And this is the Ginger Warrior. <laughs> Serious Matt, I like to think of myself right now. Well, Chelsea's been going on all morning about how she's got a surprise for me and Matt. Yeah, he's because he's nervous. I'm, I thought we were in the tree of trust. I didn't think we had secrets and surprises. Do you know, call. I'm not a big one for surprises. I, d- I don't like to be struck with a sudden feeling of wonder or astonishment through unexpectedness. You look panicked. I do, and I feel panicked. 
Do you I think th I'm going to spring some more plastic surgery on you? Chelsea's been going on a... What? <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's been going all morning. I've got a surprise for you, lady. I've got a surprise for you. What do you reckon it is? The last time Chelsea had a surprise, uh, she told us she was getting married. Mm. Oh, no, I'm not. I know what it is. No. You're getting divorced. <laughs> Have you met a guy called Rahul on the internet again? <laughs> well, I will try. Are you... Have you got one in the oven? No, I haven't. Although everyone keeps saying, oh, when's the baby's coming along? That's because you're carrying a bit of holiday <laughs> yeah, weight. There's a bit of extra timber on there, kid. She's fattening out for the winter, people misconstrue. That is not true. Uh, no, I'm joking. Have you um, finally had that third nipple removed sure. off your forehead? Let me just tell you, right, you know on Tuesday something happened on the show that I kind of like knew nothing about and I, I felt a bit stupid like the third wheel and you two were all like, ooh, and your little gang having fun. What? Th this is what it was. Okay, so that's enough. Um, well, obviously, I didn't... Re oh, who is that? Chaz and, Chaz Dave. and Dave. I didn't really know anything about them. You didn't, did you? would never heard of Chaz and Dave, had you? D couldn't participate. Like, you two are all in your little friendship. Me song. and Matt were big Chaz and Dave fans. And oh, yeah, who isn't? Oh, darling, there ain't no <laughs> pleasing you. Snookaloo, <laughs> peanuts are we, him and him and me. So, oh, not another one, please. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, Snookaloo, peanuts are we, him and her and them and me. That was actually a number one hit single. It wasn't a TV theme. Oh, well, it was the also the theme tune to Jim like. Davison's Big Break. Was it? Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. That was different. Wasn't. We'll discuss this off air afterwards. Anyway, so last night, anyway, while we were hosting the Christmas light switch on in Stockport, my husband Matt went shopping yeah. in Primark. And when I met up with him afterwards, he'd bought me something um, which was a bit of a surprise. And he'd heard all this Chaz and shenanigans uh, earlier in the week. Horseplay. So when he showed me, <laughs> I, I did laugh. Do you, want, do you want to see what it is? Yeah. It does involve me leaving the room for about 20 seconds. Yes, even better. Okay. This is the gift that never stops giving. <laughs> Lock her out. <laughs> Chelsea's now leaving leaving the room. Should we, while, while she's away, shall we... Uh... Rabbit, 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 She's back, she's coming back. You ready? Yeah, we're ready. Come on, come back in. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Chelsea spokes as I live and breathe has walked into Studio 4 at Key 103 Towers wearing a Chaz and Dave t-shirt. Wow. Oh, she's got Dave on the left breast, Chaz and on the right. Chaz on the right. Oh, do you know, Matt handed it to me and I wet myself. He said, if you'd have said to me, go and find me a Chaz and Dave t-shirt, I'd never achieved Where it. Where did your husband, the good Mr Spokes, find us? Primark, six quid. Six quid. Thank God Primark has arrived in Stockport. <laughs> Can we, can we leave the studio and go to Primark now? <laughs> I'm going to level with you. I, I, I'm getting weird twinklings all over my body, just looking, looking at Chelsea yeah. in a Chaz and Dave T-shirt. Yeah. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Key 
kicks off again on Sunday. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Is back on ITV One on Sunday. Chelsea's been following Ant and Deck on Twitter. Yeah. Are they on a joint site or they've got one each? No, they're on a joint site. Okay. What um, sort of gossip? They've been and they have about? to sort of sign off uh, each one of them so everyone knows which one's speaking. Uh, they arrived in Australia in the middle of the week. They had a bit of a stopover uh, and they've been they've been on form on, on Twitter actually. And a lot of people have been saying to them, "Is this person going in? Is that?" And they've actually been answering it. But the rumours have all come out today, really, and they are based. Some of them are real. Um, so basically, um, these are the rumours, right? Lorraine Chase. Lorraine yes. Chase. Yes. Do, uh, do you want me to go through the list and then we'll come back? No, no. Um, let's talk about each one in turn. Right. Lorraine Chase. Last on Emmerdale. Yes. She's she's quite old now, isn't she? Yeah, she will be 60 in the jungle. Right. Uh, she's got hair down to her bum. It's black. It, she slicks it back. She's pr- quite an attractive older lady. Lone hair, Paul. Yes. She's proper uh, cutney, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Are you okay. sure it's the hair off her head or she's just got a lot of excessive back hair? <laughs> <laughs> it seems um, quite long. Then there's Mark Wright from the only Towie. one in Essex. Yeah. yeah. Dougie from McFly. I like him. Fox. He's a nice lad. Yeah. Freddy's what did you... Sorry. What did you say? Hot. That wasn't me. That was your conscience, Mark. Oh, oh. I thought something would just... Someone just said hot there. No, again, your conscience. Listen, everyone's entitled to explore both sides of their sexuality. Look at Barrymore. Right, carry on. Uh, Freddie Starr. Hot. Uh, obviously, ex-comedian. He'll have no really. problem with the, with the diet out there, will he? No, he'll you know, Oh, there's a hamster. Yeah, we'll have one that. of them, yeah. Uh, Natalie Cassidy. Sonia. Sonia in yeah. EastEnders. Okay. Anthony Cotton. Is he really going in? Sean Anthony Cooker. Cotton? Well, this is all rumour, but I hope so. I think he'd be good in there, actually. Uh, Imogen Thomas. Um, Ryan Giggs no is uh, a special friend. Talent there. Yeah. Jedward. No. What? They've been on everything. Oh, no. Might as well make the money while they can. It won't last forever. Oh, no, seriously, Jedward. Well, that's the rumour. Do you know, I was watching um, one of the music channels over the weekend on Saturday night, and uh, I did see Jedward and Manili- uh, um, not Manili, what's her name, Vanilla Ice. Yes. And that uh, Ice Ice Baby. I know. I actually quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Get out. <laughs> I am crazier than someone who thinks Basil Brush is a squirrel. Uh, you've got Sunita, who obviously grows on the backside of Simon Cowell. Does Sunita, um, is Sunita able to use the foliage that's naturally growing out there to cover her private parts <laughs> yeah. like she does in the X-Factor? Uh, Danny Minogue, although I don't know about I that. I don't know she that's seems true. Too, too She's famous. too cool for it. Yeah. Um, Aaron Carter. Who's he? Uh, he is the brother of Nick Carter. Who From Backstreet was in Boys. Backstreet Boys. But Aaron Carter was pretty famous as a kid. Was he? Yeah. No, I've never heard of yeah. him. Um, you've got the obligatory model. I've no idea who she is. She's called Georgia Salper. Willie Carson arrived in Australia yesterday. And Willie Carson, I thought he was dead. No, he's very much alive. <laughs> the well, we were about to find out. <laughs> yeah. um, and Samantha Mumba. Wow. Um, the Irish singer from Ireland. early 2000s. Yeah. Ish. I can't remember any of the songs she had actually, but she was big in about. No, she was big in about 2000. It was a great song, if I remember right. Louis so Walsh good man- that no one remembers it. Oh. Louis Walsh managed her, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, she's Anyone from Dublin. From she's a beautiful is... black girl. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. lovely. Uh, and so they're all the old rumoured. Nothing confirmed at the moment. Well, don't bring me rumours, so... Chelsea. Bring me facts. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Uh, various folk are uploading some really cool pictures to our Facebook site of last night's Christmas lights, which are in Manchester. Thank you for that. Uh, and thank you to you if you came down last night. 20,000 people, an absolute record turnout last night. It was 
properly murder the entel, wasn't it, Charles? Yeah, it was crazy. Matt, were that's you there? Were you there? In the I wasn't invited. No, no one oh. invited me to the uh, to the major station you don't have events to be of the invited, year. Invited like personally? What? So I just turn up? Yeah, yeah. And then like go, twenty thousand others. Yeah, no, uh, that, that's not me. Oh. Um, twenty. 000. I did watch it though. I watched it from my city centre apartment. It was very good. And the best thing still is when it was over, I was able to just turn to my left hand side and watch David Attenborough <laughs> <laughs> as a bonus. Um, it was um, it was an amazing night. Tinchy was was just brilliant, wasn't he? Yeah. Really got like 20,000 people just jumping up and down. And then he went on to, was it the Academy was performing at last night? Went straight from there to the gig, didn't he? Yeah, and do you know, do you want me to tell you a little story? Uh, yeah. There was a taxi guy that had been booked to take him directly from the lights to the Academy because obviously there was a bit of a rush on. He had a gig. But the taxi driver had got out to watch the show, so as he went to leave, the taxi driver had <laughs> oh, gone. no. <laughs> oh, that's not a professional so of a taxi driver. gig. They had to try and flag another cab down to get him to the Academy <laughs> lights so he didn't miss it. So there was Tinchy. In Albert Square with 20,000 other people trying to get a taxi. It's only five minutes away. Although he is a tinchy strider, isn't he? (laughs) It's probably a lot more for him. (laughs) Um, Helen Skelton was there. Um, uh, she presents Blue Peter. She's very likeable, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she is. I she, like her. She was on. Well, that's because she's likeable. Well, yeah. Uh, Suzanne Shaw was on stage with us, um, who's uh, Cinderella in the Panto this year. She's just preparing to start working with Louis Spence. Oh, God. That'll need a bit of energy, I thought. Yeah, that'll be a good show to go and see. She she looks looking good. She's lost a lot of weight, hasn't she? She has. Very yeah, skinny girl. Um, uh, Nicola Roberts from Girls Aloud was there, and and I I, I went up to her and I said, uh, I was shocked because <laughs> her face. As, I don't, I just, I'm only really kind when I say this, but her face has completely changed. She looked all right on the TV on Titchmarsh the other day. Caught a little bit of that. Up yeah, close. I saw a bit of that, and then obviously I was stood maybe about two foot away from her last night, and she she did look. Different. I didn't recognise it. I think she had a brace on her teeth previously, so her teeth are all completely straight. She's changed uh, the colour of her hair. Obviously, she she's not ginger anymore. Um, and now, she, so what? you preferred her when she had braces and was a ginger? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's my type. <laughs> Um, and um, she's had something, I, 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 it's libelous to say, she has something done to her face, like she's had a, a facelift or something, but <laughs> I didn't even recognise her, and I went up to her and I said, you look am- amazing. <laughs> I didn't even recognise her. And amazing wasn't really the word that was banging around in my head, but I couldn't think what else to say. Don't yeah. use the word that you were thinking on the air. No. no. T- tell us off air. I yeah. will tell you off air. Um, what else happened last night? Well, we had John Stape on, you know, the murderer. Oh, was he the surprise? He was the secret right. Santa. And he came on stage and I'm going to level with you. That didn't go down so well because no. everyone started throwing things at him. <laughs> but because they're throwing things from a distance, they, they hit me once or twice. Well, but presumably you had your javelin with you, though. What, with you being Fatima Whitbread? <laughs> what, what sort of stupid comments are that? It actually did get a bit scary at one point, because it started off a bit jesty, like, oh, it's the baddie, I'll throw a lollipop. Right. And that hit the deck, but then quite soon after... The grenades. They got bigger, like, <laughs> you know, Mars bars being thrown. throwing Mars bars. And Chelsea, then, of course, was gathering these all up. I did pick them up. Yeah. Then um, there were blusher brushes, earrings, lip glosses... Bottles of nail varnish. I bet you were there with a plastic bag, weren't you? Yeah, I'll have that. That's Christmas Ooh, that's sorted. <laughs> you know, a little bit like if you drop a penny from the top of the Blackpool Tower and it hits you on the head, you die. They were coming from They were coming from Mars. Back, so One actually nearly talk. hit my willy. And um, I do regret saying this at the time. That's but quite a good shot. That's an amazing yeah. shot. I thought, well done you. <laughs> and I actually had my clipboard in front of my nether regions and it bang.
banged off it, and I actually shouted, you know, instinctively. Well, I shouldn't have. I said, that nearly hit my willy. <laughs> 20,000 right, people so, like, you are such a loser. So you're not going to be doing it next year? <laughs> no, I don't think we've been fighting back next year. I did week. tweet, by the way, Graham Hawley, who played John Stape in Coronation Street, just after to apologise because it was a bit awkward. Yeah, it was a bit um, And uh, he said, it, he got back to me, he said it was all right. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a fantastic night. Uh, thank you to you if you came down last night. Uh, 400,000 uh, eco-friendly lights are now on display across our fair city until the 5th of Jan. Uh, and it's the Christmas markets next week. Yes. Yes. yes! 17th of November, the markets are back in town. I'm getting really Christmas about this. Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Good morning, um, I'm Mike Toolin. This is my co-host, Pink thimbles. <laughs> this joke's took a sinister turn. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I've uh, never heard so many different words for a nipple in my life know, as on Facebook. There's many, many coming through. Now, thank you, people? everybody. Thank you, everyone. Really nice uh, and this is my, my, my other friend, Matt Haslam. No, not your friend. What's that? What's happening? I can't believe you're leaving us. Well, Jim, I'm not leaving you. What are you, you talking about? I thought it was your friend. I am your friend. What are you talking about? Why are you leaving us for a month or two weeks, whatever it is, to go to Australia, to go in the jungle? Oh, great. <laughs> sure, you're a celebrity, but you could tell us. We're supposed to be your friends. <sighs> Unbelievable. Um, this is the fact that Fatima Whitbread <laughs> is going on the <laughs> show. Uh, and Matt is still convinced that I look like Fatima oh, Whitbread. Whoa, 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 whoa. You do? What do you mean? I the don't. There's no one who isn't convinced. Uh, actually, agree on it. Fatima Whitbread is actually a fifty-something. She's just fifty. Well, she's a fifty-year-old black Olympic woman, <laughs> Olympic medalist, black woman javelin Mike. thrower. You can't I do not look like Fatima arm. Whitbread. This all started a, a couple of months ago when um, she appeared on a celebrity version of Come Dine With Me that both Matt and I stumbled across on a Friday evening. And uh, we... And, and texted each other like <laughs> stupid little kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, it looks like Mike. It looks like Mike. And then we let the public decide. We put it on Facebook. Yeah. In fact, we just put it back on Facebook oh, as the top thing. Just Liam Marsden's just... already commented one word says it all. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I was talking about your pink thimbles, one word says it all. <laughs> Twins. Um, Matt even actually made a jingle for us a while ago um, uh, a Fatima Whitbread jingle which we're going to try and find <laughs> I don't really look like Fatima Whitbread you do you look really like Fatima do. Whitbread and it's more funny because she is a woman. Uh, black and a woman <laughs> oh no have we got it yeah we've got it no ticket number one ticket number one ok ready for this <laughs> Fatima Whitbread in the morning oh this is stupid um, <laughs> apart from Fatima uh, yes. Who else have we got going into the jungle? We've got Willie Carson, uh, former jockey and BBC horse racing pundit. You see, Matt looks like him. <laughs> Currently 68. <laughs> um, we've also got Stephanie Powers uh, from the 1980s US TV uh, show Heart to Heart. Oh, Max! Yeah. Hey, Mrs H. She's nearly 70. Yeah. Uh, we've got Freddie Starr, who's 68 as well, obviously. Um, was he drunk on, like, Wogan or something? He fell over the... I think he was drunk everywhere, wasn't Thinking he? of George, Ouch. but Freddie Starr, I'm sure he had, like, a major heart attack... Uh, like <laughs> last year or something. He's had surgery. I, I can't imagine... He well, there's a lot of cholesterol in those hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> that 
might be a bit of a risk. Then, didn't he? To, once uh, Freddie Starr was the guy, if you don't remember, who back in the 80s actually uh, had the incredible headline. In fact, the, 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 the best headline, the most famous headline of it all is, time. Yeah. Um, Freddie Starr ate my hamster. He never actually did eat it, though, did he? Oh, didn't he? No, no. he just kind of put one a little bit So in that his was mouth. just a big lie, like yeah. the Fatima Whitbread Mike Toulon thing. No, that's not a lie. That's oh, the, sorry. That's, this that's was his quote truth. yesterday. I don't mind putting my hands in a hole and not knowing what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony so Cotton's many gags going in. Said Fatima. He, he doesn't <laughs> Anthony um, Cotton, Ant this is great, Anthony Cotton's going in. Um, and he's upset because he's uh, he's missing the filming of Catherine, Catherine Kelly's final scene at Coronation Street in her leaving day. You've got Jessica Jane Clement, who's the star of The Real Hustle, very good-looking girl. Now, she was going to be paired off. They wanted her and Mark Wright from The Only Way is Essex to sort of be the pairing, the love interest. Right. Yeah. But the day after she's arrived in the jungle, she said, oh, by the way, I'm engaged. She got engaged yesterday. She got engaged Ooh. yesterday, so she's yeah. really annoyed all the producers because she was going to be the hottie that everyone was going to flirt with. Uh, there is obviously Mark Wright. Lorraine Chase, who's the Emmerdale actress, the Cockney. You look like her. Thank you. Chrissy Rock, a uh, comedian actress who was in Benidorm, and Dougie from McFly, the bass player. Right, OK. Are you I think it's all right. Are you excited about this year's, Matt? I think it'll be quite good. I think Freddie Starr is going to be the one to watch because he could uh, annoy and uh, offend a lot of people in there. I'm going to be watching uh, Fatima very closely. Key. Well, you do most mornings. <laughs> I thought I'd say it before someone else did. Could, I just, uh, could I just repeat what we said before? If you do want to see the picture of Mike and his doppelganger, go to facebook.com uh, slash key103. There's a picture of their separated at birth, Mike Toulon and Fatima Whitbread. She looks nothing like me. She looks like a Klingon from Star Trek. <laughs> she, there's nothing. It's just, it's ridiculous. And anyway. also, vote Fatima when she's in. <laughs> we don't want Mike back. No, I don't. I could do with that two weeks of grief from you lot. Let's get Fatima out on the first episode. <laughs> Mike and Chelsea in the morning. So, um, Jacko's doctor has gone down. Um, you can get us at facebook.com forward slash key103. If you saw it in the news last night, don't know what kind of um, emotions this, this, this sort of erupts within you. Uh, whether you, you thought the whole time you've been following the trial that he was going to go down, that he was as guilty as a, as, as a puppy sitting next to a pile of poo, or whether they were just looking for a scapegoat. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, someone had to be punished for the death of an icon. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> Discuss. Discuss. I'm leaving a gap. Well, I got, I got a text message. Um, you know, one of these IRN text alerts that you get. Um, which well, that you do. If you're obsessed with news. Yeah. you on what's Normal going on. So, seven, 7.45, it said, Jury has reached a verdict in the trial of Michael Jackson's doctor. It's expected to be delivered at 9 o'clock. So, straight away, put Sky News on. Then there wasn't much going on. There was just loads of mental people with placards. Not very creative placards either. I saw one saying, trust Jesus. You know, I've never not trusted Jesus, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're saying that. Justice for Michael. I thought they could have been more creative. Thriller Killer would have been more imaginative. Or Handy Murray. Or Conman Murray. <laughs> which, which I believe some of the tabloids have stolen off too much me today. time between 7.45 and 9 I'll be honest, I did. Yeah. So, wow. basically, this Conrad Murray, I don't know how closely you've been following this, but Conrad Murray had claimed that Jacko caused his own death, didn't he? Yeah. He said he administered this um, uh, this powerful anaesthetic, this, what's it called? Pro Propofol. Propofol. Um, but the jury said, no, he didn't. You gave it to him. So, and he gave him such a massive amount of Propofol uh, that, that he was absolutely certain to die, and it was because he was he was ta he had a very tangled love life. This Conrad Murray, uh, as many people in Los Angeles <laughs> appear to do, yeah. and and so he he completely 
uh, neglected his duty of care to Michael Jackson, so he just wasn't on the ball. He wasn't I, paying I don't attention. think anybody could have watched it intently in, as much as the jury, and the jury have found him guilty, so I can't. So it's good enough that. for them, it's good enough for you, Pretty Jules. much. And I think there's been all these claims, haven't they, where they go, oh, Conrad Murray left them, uh, his kids without a father. But there were so many ways that he could have left those kids without a father. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that I don't think, you know, you can personally say he is solely responsible. Well, do you know, there were lots, I think there's all. lots of doctors that, that are responsible for Michael Jackson being hooked and all. He, he just employed all these doctors. I mean, this guy had, was being paid 96 grand a month to care for Michael Jackson, and and obviously, I'm going to put it out there, that wasn't good value for money, because he ended up killing him. <laughs> yeah. You know what but I mean? But also, the other ways, wouldn't you want to keep him alive to milk a bit more? <laughs> well, you, well, ideally you would, but he, he, had, he had a big conversation with his cocktail waitress to have. <laughs> so he actually gave Michael Jackson uh, a 100 millimetre dose of propofol, uh, which is used uh, that, to those extents to completely knock a patient out before a major operation. Yeah. So he should never ever have given him anything like that amount. If you saw the trial, I watched quite a lot of the trial and uh, he didn't do himself too many favours did uh, did the, the good doctor I can't really say the good doctor, the doctor um, because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't speak, testify did he? Didn't did he? So as soon as you don't testify even if there is evidence on your side or whatever, it just looks bad doesn't it? And, and he, if he was got... motionless he had not, he didn't have a, every time I saw him he didn't have a single expression he just had quite big nostrils didn't he and a very blank face Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it, it Told no Guilty. Story. <laughs> Guilty. Look at the size of those nostrils. No, but if someone was saying, oh, you've murdered, you've left these kids, uh, my face would tell a story. It would be scrumpled up in some way. Your face tells many stories. It was just blank. It's been a life of woe. Yeah. Um, what's your view, Manchester? We would love to hear from you. Um, Facebook.com forward slash key 103, or you can send us over a text to 63103. Uh, Colin has just got us and said he's a, a complete scapegoat. Uh, Julia Pilat said he didn't bloody do it, no way. Uh, they've all got more money than sense. The Jackson family need to stop making excuses and face the fact that he grew up in a Peter Pan world and had no normal life, so used drugs throughout his life to escape and to cope with the pressure, Nuff said. Uh, Dean Ogden, big City fan, says, What a thriller. It was so bad and the doctor couldn't beat it. He tried to blame it on the boogie. Now he's a smooth criminal. Michael Jackson now can't heal the world. He's gone too soon and wishes he'd said, Leave me alone earlier. Now there's no sunshine when he's gone. I think he's he's just had more time than Matt Haslam. <laughs> I think he's just <laughs> playing on some song together. titles. Yeah. I don't think that's his proper opinion at all. <laughs> Charles, what else you got on Facebook? Uh, Lisa Hose said he may not have intentionally killed him, but he is guilty of administering the fatal injection. Isaac Columbine said he should get longer than four years. It is practically murder. And David Lord has gone with the typical comedy angle of, so it was the doctor in the bedroom with the anaesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line, though. Um, should we play a Jackson song after eight? Yes. Yes. Uh, which song? I won. Uh, all I want to say is that they don't really care about no. us. No. One of his starting something is oh, Jackson's greatest ever song. No, what about Black or White? With the Macaulay Culkin rap. It ain't about places, just faces, spaces. Um, I prefer mine. What about Ben? What about the rat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, we'll have a little chat about it. We'll decide. We'll come back to you. Uh, after News at 8, we'll play a Jackson classic, and we would love to hear what you think about the whole thing. Get us on Facebook.com slash Key103. Uh, Ollie Merz. How are you, Ollie? I'm very well, thanks. Good to, good to see you guys. I haven't, good, we haven't done this for a long time, have we? We've interviewed you a couple of times, but it's been on a satellite link-up. Oh, no. It's actually good to see you guys in person again. Uh, have you met Matt? 
We have met, yes. We had a penalty shootout together at uh, the Old Trafford, uh, sorry, the Man United training ground. Ollie won because it. I didn't want to kind of overshadow him because he, he was not bad, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, he, he struck he some was good penalties, right. but, you know, class is permanent, isn't it? You know oh, I mean? Class when, uh, is indeed permanent. Yeah. When, I, when I put the ball, it's just yeah. never going to lose. I wasn't having the best footballing day of my career. No, it wasn't. I, I wasn't very good. I've got some fantastic <laughs> pictures on my phone, actually. Of me spooning the ball into the Ionosphere. I've got some great I'm going to find them while we're talking. Right, OK. I have got some splendid pictures of that day. It was an amazing day. It was a good day, wasn't it? Oh, it was I've got some pictures of Chelsea on my phone if you want to share them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, wait a minute. Oh, actually, how weird is this? Ollie Murs actually has a picture of us lot on his phone. <laughs> I have. Really weird thing. I have. You, you look at it at night before you go to sleep. No. You're not in it though, so I don't. <laughs> you, you were wearing. If you was in it then, yes. You oh, were wearing okay. bright yellow socks that day. I was. I don't know where. And there's no, one of you I running don't... behind me there. Just, just a glimpse. Oh my god, Ollie Murs has got several photos of me on his phone. <laughs> Oh, He's yeah. Running behind me. Is I'm, what I'm running says. behind you. I don't, In other words, I don't, chase I don't, I don't often good. show people that one. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, it was a good day. So, you are a big United fan, aren't Massive you? Massive United fan, yeah. I've, I've, um, I've got a season ticket now at Old Trafford. So oh, have you? Are Manchester you in the Sir Alex Ferguson stand? Yeah. I am. Sir Alex Ferguson stand, yeah. Um, I've just um, I've, I bought the season ticket for this season, but. That was before I took the extra factor. So, so listen, how is it going on that show? It's good. The, the audience figures are good. You, there's all rumours every week about you and Caroline, Caroline Flack. Always. No, um, you, you, are you together? No, not at all. Would not you tell me all. the truth, Ollie? I would tell you the truth, yeah. I believe you. 100%. Do you, I mean, think, she's, do you think she's hot? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if I've always said I'd be gay if I said, you know, she wasn't hot. <laughs> <you know? laughs> if I turned around and said, yeah, Caroline Flack, she's all right, average, you know what I mean? Yeah. People would be like... Really? He's one of the gay men. Yeah. Yeah. My mates text me every, every week, you know what I mean? Um, you touched Caroline's bum this week, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Along them kind of lines. Yeah. It's yeah. a little bit more uh, ruder than that. <laughs> um, talking of the X Factor, obviously everyone's <laughs> going on about uh, Frankie Kokoza this week. Yes. I'm sure you'd be nice about this one. No, no, silly. Go on. Look, well, it's a massive story you've got to talk yeah, about. It, it, Can't shy away from it's it. It's one of those things, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you got to know him as well as anybody. The, the public, particularly on Twitter and stuff, uh, were very unkind about him. Um, I think a lot's changed. I mean, lots changed on the show two years ago when I was on it. You know, Twitter wasn't as big, you know... It, that it didn't feel like everyone you could see what people were really writing about you really it was kind of sort of you're sort of an arm's length away it was, it was a bit more newspapers and if you yeah, didn't pick it up you didn't now see it's it. kind of you know the contestants are given a little bit more free reign to go and do what they want they can go out on nights and do what they like but you know I've, I've said this a lot you know I've, I feel sorry for Frankie I think he's getting the rough end of all this social side of things you know he's got a lot of people really slating him you know really is he cocky? no I wouldn't say he's cocky I just think he's he is who he is, you know, he's just like, I'm on the X Factor. You know, if you speak to a lot of guys on a Saturday night, and I've, I was before I was on the X Factor, you always like, I'd love to be famous because I could pull lots of women. You know, <laughs> and he's it, living the very, dream. It's very, much, he didn't it's need a very to be shallow famous. thing to say, but yeah. he's, you know, he's obviously a good looking lad anyway. He's probably, he's never struggled to pull girls, but obviously to be, to, he, for someone who, who I think, Frank, is, for me, off camera, he's been a great guy. We've had a really good laugh with him. I've really got to know him. And he, he would always say, look, I'm not, the, I'm the worst singer in this competition. I know that. I'm not as good as other people. I pull my hands up and say that. The, you know, the the judges and everyone else have put me here and the public are voting to keep me yeah. here. So I'm just going to have a laugh with it. And, you know, I think he's making the most of a situation where it was, you know, he, he could have just come on every week and been quite boring. But if anything, if you look at the show as a whole, he's been quite, a, he's been a great character for the show. He's been very interesting. So was it a shock to you when the news broke? Yeah, it was a shock. Um, I, I think I always expected that if Frankie was going to leave the show, it would be a bit, It would there, would, there was going to be some kind of controversy behind it. Obviously, whether he'd just be voted out normally, but I, I don't think Frankie would have walked like anyone. I think he would have got voted off and I think he would have probably gone home, you know. Yeah. I don't think he'd come in the 
our, our studio. We'd have the gone show. straight to a club and uh... yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, but the thing is, the papers have really got on it. And they've really taken pictures, and I, I'd say you know, six, seven days a week. We all go out for a drink. I mean, I don't go out Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays because I'm working, you know, and Frankie's been going out in the week and sometimes on a Saturday night after the show with his family, you know, but he's getting sort of, no, you shouldn't do that, you can't. It's like, why not? He's do you not think, though, the way that they've not glorified it, but I know, like Dermot said the other night, how much sleep did you have last He had half an hour. That that might have worked against him, like the public go, you're not taking this serious. True, but... I think what you've got to remember is, you know, I, I say I worked on the show and I worked every day and he's working every day. You know, every day he's doing something on the show. He's got to do the choreography, he's got to do the vocal training, he's got to learn the song. There's so much involved in it, the press behind it, the, the ITV shows that we do. There's so much behind the show that it is like a seven, it's a, it's a job. It's a mm. seven day a week job. Okay, listen, we've got to, we're going to move on. We're going to start talking about your career in a minute oh, instead of just yeah, chatting yeah. about telly. <laughs> Here. Yes. Now listen, you, you, you probably got bored talking about X Factor. Let's talk about you. Ah, oh, thank How's you. How's it going on X Factor? No. So the Drizzle Kick song was amazing. That got to number the one. The Drizzle Kick. Yeah, I know. I call them the Drizzle Kicks. It's fine. No, the great. It was the great song. Cut Skip Speed was brilliant for me. It really. Um, it after having the success of the first album, it really. I wanted to, to come out of a bit of a bang second and make it not a statement, but try and here I am, you know, here I am. But just I think if I'd have come out of another reggae kind of song, it would have been a bit like no, it's same, you know. Whereas I think a lot of artists do that and it sort of goes, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I thought Rizzle Kicks, Heart Skips a Beat, '90s Beat on there. Let's go have it, you know. Let's see what let's let's test my fans and test people that that might have doubted me or might have said something about me. Oh, I'm not too sure about Ollie. You know, let's let's test the waters here with something different, you know. And and then the new single is different again. Dance with me tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I'd almost... It's old we, school, isn't it? Yeah, well, when we wrote the album, it was kind of... Um, we, 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 I was, we had the sort of old school vibe first. I wanted to go sort of white boy soul, um, which has sort of been... I've had that sort of mark, mark towards me before. So I was like, let's go that route maybe a little bit. So, Ollie, the, the album's out on November the 28th. Coming out on the 28th. Really excited about it. Um, and obviously, Dance With Me Tonight's coming out a week early, which is on the 20th. So on the 20th. Very exciting times. And then you are going to do our Jingle Ball live yes, at the MEN Arena Jingle again. Ball, yes. Which should be good. Very excited so about that. So, that's on... The, have you got any backstage riders or anything me and Chelsea need to get sorted for no, you? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm easy going, me. Easy M&Ms. going. Um, yeah, Buttons. I'm easy going. Uh, can you get water from the Icelandic island? Is that is something like that? We can do in, some of that. the hills. If you can get me some fresh still water from the, the mountains. <laughs> And you want some Norwegian prawns? Yeah, Norwegian prawns, yeah. And um, I'd M&M like some treats. calamari, please. If yeah, calamari. some calamari. Um, and then courgettes. Goat's milk like and courgette. purple sprouting broccoli. Courgette chips, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, sort that, do Chelsea. sweet potato or just normal chips, just There's courgette. You, it's another big gig, you know. <laughs> it's um, Ollie Mers. Who's the lineup? I haven't seen the lineup. I'll yet. tell you the lineup. Ollie Mers, that's you. Uh, <laughs> Pixie Lot, Dappy, Tinchy Strider, Matt Cardle. He gets fed up with the, the Ollie Murs comparisons, doesn't he? Ed Sheeran, James Morrison, Emily Sanday, JLS, and at least two others. Wow, who's headlining it? Um, it's a headline, it's not really it's a headline. It's kind of like JLS and one of the others. Well, let, oh, well hang on, Ollie's okay. here. Let's do, say it's Ollie. Do you want us to bump you up? <laughs> yeah, do you want us to bump me <laughs> no, up the but schedule? in terms of, like, how long they're on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, you're the first name there, you see? That's good. Ah, happy days. Uh, if people want to come... Can you, can you next time just put it in capitals? Just, <laughs> yeah. Just <that>. yeah. <laughs> uh, 0844-847-8000. If you would like to see Ollie and Pixie and Dappy and Tinchy and Emily Sunday, JLS and all the rest, uh, we do announce another act on Monday morning at 8 o'clock. And you're also coming to the MEN next yeah, week Yeah, I'm well, coming. I've got me tour in February, March next year, so I'm going to be coming to the MEN, um, which is brilliant. So, yeah, if they come to the Jingle Ball 
and they enjoy my performance, then, yeah, come to the MEO next year. Come to the MEO next year. Okay, good luck with that, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, this Thank has been so Ollie Mike and about X Factor course over the weekend. Do you think the argument between um, Gary and between Louis Walsh was a real thing or not? Yeah, I do. I think so too. You know, because sometimes you can tell where it's a bit construed. No, the, the, he, like, they were screwing the faces up in I know. Her. Why like, was Louis getting so nasty? You're never going to make it. You're not going to be an anybody. What was all that about? Because he's, he, he's well, like cage. a pantomime villain, isn't he? That's just, uh, <laughs> but he's not normally, is he? It comes naturally to him, though, that sort of silly behaviour, you know. And then it really annoyed Gary, so we, you know, I think he was trying not to get riled by it, but I think he did. Well, it was all kicking off backstage, so he stormed off. Yeah. Kitty uh, went berserk, apparently, after listening to Gary's comments on the Saturday night. She charged off the stage in tears, and she dashed straight to uh, Louis's dressing room, where Louis then found her at the end of the show, lying on the floor, crying, <laughs> uh, repeating the words, he's got it in for me, oh, uh, talking about Gary. And then Louis and Gary then had a, a, another massive bust-up after yeah, that. Yeah, they're apparently not speaking now off off the show. <sighs> Are they doing this because the producers have told them that it's lacking something? It's lacking a bit so. of a spark? I don't think so. I think there's genuinely a bit of a... I think Gary's taking it really serious, and therefore that's why he doesn't like Louis's category, because some of the people that he keeps are a bit... Silly. I think this is the best ever series because I don't normally watch it at all and, and I find it quite formulaic and bland. With Simon Cowell, you know exactly what you're getting. Fair enough, he does slightly better one-liners than Gary Barlow. Now it's like the lunatics have yeah, taken over the yeah, asylum. exactly. It's more entertaining. Um, you can get us at facebook.com slash key103 if you'd like to comment. Donna Knox... Uh, so, because I'm saying clearly, somebody is actually voting for Frankie Kokoza. Now, can you please stand up and make yourself known? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, Donna Knox says it's definitely not me, uh, but maybe with him being friends with Jason Orange has something to do with it. Uh, Fiona Kirkman says it's a fix. Like Chelsea said on Twitter and Facebook on Saturday night, everyone's called it the fix factor. Uh, he can't sing and he's a cocky uh, bottom. Uh, Debbie Hackett... <laughs> oh, that's a nice little noise. Nervous laugh. Debbie Hackett says, uh, when everyone keeps going on about how um, sleep, how much sleep he's had, because he's... Uh, he's sta I don't understand that message at all. What does that mean, Chelsea? I think... Everyone's going on about how sleepy he has, as it's because he's staying voting for himself. I hate tech speak sometimes. He never, he never goes to bed, does he? Because he just goes out all the time. I think she's saying he doesn't go out, he just votes for himself. And that's the only person voting. <laughs> he is the that's one. a rough translation, but I'm not sure. Okay. Can you translate to me the, the language of the street? <laughs> uh, Rachel's on the phone in Heaton Norris. Good morning, Rachel. Thanks. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. Okay. What do you think to Frankie Kokoza? Well, Dermot did comment that he only got half an hour sleep, and is that because he voted for himself oh. all night? Right, okay. I that, doubt it, because you'd need a fair what, few. What, what do you think of him, Rachel? I think he's dreadful. <laughs> Why is he still in the competition over uh, such legends as Johnny Robinson? <laughs> I have no idea. Are you are you enjoying this series or not really? Yeah, but I love Gary, so... Yeah. <laughs> what did your uh, son shout then? <laughs> Mummy, it's said you. Aww. Hello, little fellow. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I've got Noah and Jacob. Noah and Jacob, oh. all right. Have a good day today, Rachel. Thank you. Bye, honey, bye. bye. Shall we together listen to um, uh, some of the, the haunting ballad that was... Kokoza. He's actually just speaking all the words, isn't he? Yeah. He's not singing any of it. He's like a Pete Doherty, but without any of the... Um, <clears throat> 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, Misha B, though, was amazing, wasn't she? She was brilliant. Uh, we're right behind her. We need to somehow get Misha B on this show. Love her with her hair down. Yeah, the it's hair like, down. Wow, what's happened here? Yeah, because you know when, when when the hair goes up and it goes in the weird beehive thing or whatever it is? Yeah. It's a bit, I always think it's, it's nice to look like you're not trying too hard. And you know when it, like, is a diamond and all that? That's all just stuck on the top of her head. But I've got a feeling that they tried to make her a bit softer. Yeah. So they showed the bit about a family coming well, to see her. Well, her tried. the week before with a horn on her head, that didn't make her look softer. You felt like she was going to charge at you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is, uh, we love this woman. We're trying to get her on the show. Uh, This is Misha B, of course, doing a Tina Turner thing. The thing about music is, it has the power, power to heal. Listen to the song. (laughs) Mike and Chelsea in the morning. Uh, coming up, me and Chelsea are really honoured to be turning on the Stockport Christmas lights tonight. I love all these light switch ons. You're all catchphrase. Well, you're not going, so I'm nicking it. No, <laughs> you're not coming, are you, Matt? Damn. So uh, we, we should say this just in case anyone wants to rock up to Mersey Way tonight at five o'clock in the hope of seeing Matt Haslam. Uh, he ain't coming. This so, will be no one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're doing that tonight, and then tomorrow it's Manchester City Centre. Yes. Yes. Us and Tinchy Strider. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's nine minutes past eight on Key One Hundred Three. So Frankie Kakosa. Um, has quit X Factor due to his bad behaviour. Uh, a statement from him said last night, I no longer deserve my place on the show. When did he ever? <laughs> <laughs> when did he ever deserve a place on that show? Um, Charles, just to, for those people who don't know, or the, there's been sort of breaking news in the last few hours, just let, uh, update yeah. everyone on what's happened with Kakuza. Well, basi- I think basically what's happened is, um, I'm not sure that he was quite the rock star that he's been made out to be, and he's been pushed down that kind of route. Um, the pressure that it's caused has made him go out all the time, and then what the the sort of allegations are now is that there are some kind of drugs, alcohol fueled um, thing involved, and on Sunday night there are rumours that he was, in fact, under the influence of something. Always coca cosa On the live uh, Sunday show. Um, what then happened after the Sunday show? Monday was still pretty wired, I suppose, and he started to talk to some of the guys in the shared house about what had happened. Um, the producers got to know about it. They hauled him out of the X Factor shared mansion that they have and booked him into a hotel where they held really lengthy chats with him about what had been going on. Gary Barlow was called in, and he, he, he didn't even have... It. He didn't really brag about it. He just said, this is what I've done and I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and they said, well, you've broken competition rules. We as a, a company, ITV, as a TV show, X Factor, can't be seen to condone that kind of thing. Uh, mutually agreed that they should part company. So basically, he was bragging uh, 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 about doing something with a girl and taking drugs. One of the production team overheard him then went back to the producers. And I think the producers' reaction would have been, yes, <laughs> let's get him off this show. We've found our excuse. He's, he's, we've given him a bit of rope and he's hung himself. Do you think he was, though? Because I've uh, when, when they do like the preview clips before he comes on stage, a lot of the time they've actually sent camera crews out on these nights out with him. Yeah. So they're, they're encouraging it to an extent, well, aren't they? Because they're not saying involved. don't go because they're taking camera crews with them. Yeah. Well, Ofcom have launched an official investigation mm. into... Uh, this is the, the broadcaster's, you know, governing body. Uh, they've launched an official investigation into Frankie Kokoza's behaviour on X Factor. Shouldn't they launch an official investigation into how he actually got onto the show? <laughs> um, I'm thinking to myself, how long is it before he's edited out of the MS ad? <laughs> they're supposed to be doing it today. Oh, are they really? Yeah. They're running out today. And... and 
and what next for Frankie? Uh, well, he is, he's not actually great, actually. Last night they were really quite concerned about him and he was very tearful. And I noticed because I'm following a couple of the other contestants that they all like were giving their love to him. So there's no fallout within the house. They don't like uh, dislike him in any way. Um, he's now going somewhere just to have a bit of a quiet time on his own. His parents last night were absolutely devastated. You would be, though, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, he's from Kent and they um, loads of press doors stopped there, the mum and dad, and they were absolutely broken hearted. And then the big thing now is what's going to happen with the X Factor because they are a contestant short. Um, and so the news is that someone's going to have to be brought back. Um, they can't really bring back somebody like the Risk because they officially got the lowest number of votes. That would then mean that everyone who'd voted had wasted their money. So and that, so they they would be in trouble for, for that. So they're not going to bring back the Risk. So um, here's Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> Hi, Gary. Hi, everyone. I'm back. Imagine if he was, though. I think people would actually love that. I'd love that. I would love him back. I'd love him all so the risk back. I think he, he is the number one um, kind of like Bucky's favourite to come back. And Marcus Collins is still the favourite to win the show. Um, Chelsea's friend... Uh, and Trevor, the producer's ex-girlfriend, uh, Lisa. <laughs> um, what? What kind of I didn't know that was supposed that's to be not important. Anyway, move on from that. Um, is, is she a, is my friend. She's I went to Chelsea's university friend, with her. Uh, is actually uh, a journalist, and she's actually done a TV interview yesterday yes. with Kelly Rowland, which we've just uploaded on our Facebook site, which you've got to have a look you at. You need to see it. Because uh, Lisa, Lisa Snell, her name is, interviewed Kelly Rowland yesterday and, and said, what do you think of Frankie Kokoza uh, being kicked out of X Factor? And Kelly Rowan had absolutely no idea what had happened. No. And the shock on her face, you've just got to see it. Honestly, have a look at this video. We'll play a tiny clip of it now. But it goes on and on and on like this. And then Kelly Rowland's uh, PA in the background can be heard saying, oh, we don't know anything about this. What are you talking about? Just have a quick listen. But the, it's the video that you really want to see. Facebook.com slash Q103. We're shocked to hear today that Frankie's gone. What can you tell us? What, what do you make of that? What? I don't, we don't, we've been locked in a room. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, gosh, yeah, oh I'm so God. sorry, I didn't realise that you didn't know. Uh, I'm so, so, so sorry. It goes on and on like that. It's brilliant. Um, Kelly Rona completely stunned by the revelation that Frankie had left. Uh, see the video online now, facebook.com forward slash Q103. What are the odds on Frankie sorting himself out and coming back on the X Factor again next year? You know, like Darius did yeah. on Pop <laughs> Idol. This is going to be Darius too, isn't it? So, Chelsea, what's the latest on X Factor, then? What's been happening overnight? Well, because, obviously, Frankie's gone, it leaves um, a spare place. So there's um, there's a gap, basically. So what they've decided to do, and I think probably rightly so, because um, I know there was a lot of rumours about bringing back the wrist, but they'd actually been voted off by the public, so they can't really do that. So what they've decided to do is hand somebody a lifeline who featured in the very first episode. So you know when the four of them got the axe, which The was... very first episode? You mean, like, Steve Brookstein? No, like, the live, the oh, very right. first live episode. So you've got, obviously... Uh, James Michael, who had the curly hair and the hat, who sang a really nice ballad. Then you've got Amelia Lilly, started off life with blonde hair and slowly became pink. Uh, two Shoes, the Essex girls with uh, um, a bun in the oven. And John Joe, who was the soldier. So basically, from today, they all feature on the X Factor website and we can vote of, on, into which one of them should appear back in the live shows on Saturday night. 
Okay. And that's where we're up to. Apparently, but this isn't confirmed yet, Amelia Lilly is the front runner. She's kind of got more votes up to now than anybody else. Why Why isn't Johnny or the risk allowed back in? Well, because the public voted them off, didn't they? They actually received the lowest number of votes and we're supposed to be the experts. We're the ones that make the decisions. And I think to, for people to pay to vote on the phone and then for it all to kind of, you know, be brought back, it makes it irrelevant. It's a waste of time. Manchester's, of course, been going crazy for Misha B. Yeah. Our local 19-year-old contingent from Longsight. Yeah. Misha B used to busk on Market Street in Manchester. She, yeah. I walked past her en route to HMV, completely ignored <laughs> her. But now, of course, you know, when she wins, she's going to be my best friend. She's also a student at um, Trafford College, and so Trafford in College yeah. Yeah, really got behind her, and they've made all these posters, uh, Vote Misha. She was on, like, a music-based course, and then she took a little bit of time out to do boot camp, but now, obviously, she's took a bit more. I did love uh, Misha's hair on the last Saturday night episode. You know, she's wearing it down now. Yeah. What do you think, this week? Hair up or hair down? I think down, and I think because because um, she's had it, like, you know, the triangle that you weren't so keen on, like the, 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 well, the big rhino horn. horn. The rhino horn. It made, made her look quite harsh, and I think that's okay when you've achieved that celebrity stardom, that fame, but until then, you need to kind of, like, get the people to like you, and I think she looked a lot softer with it down. What are people saying on Facebook, then, Chels? Uh, well, I asked Manchester, are you going to get behind our local girl, Misha B, this weekend on The X Factor? Uh, Nuala Jackson said, the girl is in a different league. She's absolutely amazing. Maria Lawton says, I certainly am. Good luck, Misha. All the way from Turkey. I listen uh, and watch every week a Greater Manchester girl myself. Lisa Cook says, I prefer a hair down Mike and Chelsea. Uh, also, Helen Peacock says, she's amazing. I don't know where the voice comes from. Um, also, uh, Lindsay Edwards says, I love Misha B. Every girl should leave her alone and concentrate on her singing. She's an amazing singing, uh, singer and deserves every success that she gets. Uh, Misha B to win. Okay, well, let's play a track from last week's X Factor. Uh, the whole of Manchester is getting behind Misha B. Q103. Tulan cast.